What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football home over at fakepigskin.com. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. With me once again, it's Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? Hey, Kyle. How's it going over up in uh, NorCal this weekend? It's not too bad. Fighting a little bit of a head cold, so if I sound a little terrible, that's what what it is. But uh, we are here. We got some information for you. Uh, We want to talk some tight ends um, and and kind of break that position down in general and kind of get that get the ball rolling. I mean, we had the Hall of Fame game. Uh, The season will be here before we know it. And uh, we got to we got to break down these players. So, Brian, I guess if you're let's let's talk tight ends. And let's start at the top with Travis Kelsey, because obviously incredible season last year was a top 10 receiver. Uh, if you classify him as a receiver instead of a tight end in all formats was was a real difference maker at the tight end position. Um, you know, I, I guess for you, is he a clear tier by himself before we start talking about any other names? Um, He's definitely proven over the last few years that he he fits into that top couple tight end tier, but I don't think he's all by himself up there. I mean, you saw a guy, you saw Ertz, he finished second in the NFL in receptions. And if you, if you're factoring in the the touchdowns to reception rate and all that kind of stuff, Ertz is like a wide receiver one right up there with Kelsey, Michael Thomas and uh, Julio and the, the rest of the studs. So I think Kelsey for me would, he probably still the number one guy just with the touchdown upside with the super explosive offense, but I don't think he's in a tier by himself. Like when Gronk was dominating. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, he is, um, I, I was a little more like, like I thought this year was going to be incredible when Tyree kill was going to be out. And I thought, okay, that will be lock in kind of what we saw last year. And Kelsey should once again, be incredibly dominant. Um, obviously Tyree kills not going to miss time. So, um, he will, uh, he, I think, I still think he's in a tier by himself. Um, let's talk about Ertz. Cause I think Ertz is a really interesting name. Obviously a guy that I like a lot. Um, but he's also in an offense with Dallas Goddard, who's going to be taking some snaps and some looks Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar is getting talked up. Um, obviously the running backs, there's a lot to like in that offense. There's a lot of weapons. Uh, you do worry that, you know, his Ertz is like ceiling is kind of capped at some point. Uh, not, not so much. I think because of his versatility as a receiver, I, I don't really see them putting him down, down at the end of the line of scrimmage as much. I feel like Dallas Goddard is going to be used in that role more often, allowing Ertz to be split out wide. So I, I don't, I don't see his target share really, really diminishing much, even with the, the health of the rest of the wide receivers and the new running back rotation they're going to have. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like we saw some stuff from Goddard last year that will, will, I think will take a step forward this year. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, last year seems to be kind of an admiration for him. Normally he's like the previous three seasons was 75 ish catches last year. He had 116. Uh, he's usually around 100 targets. He had 156. Um, so it, it will be interesting. Last year was the first year that he played all 16 games, too. Yeah, that is true. Um, and I am curious to see what a full year of Carson Wentz, if we actually ever get that. But um, if, we <laughs> see, if we see a full season true. of Carson Wentz, what that looks like as well. 
because um, they're clear there seems to be a, a good rapport between those two um but yeah he's he's clearly in my next tier um i guess brian who who else if you were if you were looking at you know ranking tight ends um who else would sit in that tier with you like george kittle i assume um anybody else no i i mean there's there's three guys and then there's really like a a large step to the next tier of guys and the third guy is george kittle I mean, it, the guy last year looked exactly like a Zachard-style tight end. They were using him all over the field. He had a 200-yard receiving game. I mean, he was a man-child out there. So, oh, and if you've seen his uh, Twitter post about him lifting weights, he's he's looking to uh, demolish some DBs this season. So I think I think Kittle has definitely pegged himself as in that top tier of guys along with Ertz and Kelsey. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He's he's definitely in that conversation. Like if he finishes as the tight end one, I would not be surprised one bit. I think he's very legit. Um, I, I am curious to see what a full season of Jimmy Garoppolo, another guy that we're hopefully going to actually see that from. Um, but if we get a full season of Jimmy G and Kittle, like Kittle could be a monster once again. Obviously, you know, there there's a lot more to like at, as the wide receivers. Like he's not I don't think he'll be quite the only guy out there, but I still think he's very legit and would absolutely be, um, you know, in the conversation for the top overall guy and a, a tight end that if I don't get Travis Kelsey and we'll talk some kind of strategy here in a bit. But if I don't get Kelsey, he's definitely a guy that I'm willing to target, you know, round three, round four, depending on my league scoring. Um I want to throw out Eric Ebron's name. I know this is a guy that until last year, we really didn't see it, a full season of his success um, and was a guy that in Detroit never really lived up to, to the hype. Well, last year he lived up to the hype um, and obviously was a, was a monster for fantasy. Now, you know, it, it's easy to kind of look at what he did last year, say regression is coming and, kind of dwindle all those numbers down but like for me like I think in this offense I think um I think he makes a ton of sense um as a guy that I'm interested in for this season and could you know with Andrew Luck as his quarterback I know he'll spread it around and I know Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle and whoever else they line up as tight end will will get involved but um I think Eric Ebron's clearly in the top five and I think he's closer to those top guys than he is to the bottom guys. What say you? Yeah. Uh, I know you and I, we had discussed Eric Ebron uh, pretty at, at length a couple weeks ago and uh, we differ a little bit on where he would, he would be ranked, but I mean, you know, the tight end regression is coming it's to see 13 touchdowns again. That's, pro- that's highly unlikely, but he's, he's going to stay consistent with the amount of targets and the amount of receptions he's going to get a game. And he's still going to be a, a a target that Andrew Luck will just throw the ball up as evidence of last year when he trusted him down red zone so many times. So I don't really see him falling off too much. So uh, I guess he fits uh-huh. near the top of that, of those dudes, but there's some other guys that are creeping up on Ebron's status. Yeah. I mean, 750 yards and 13 touchdowns, like the, the touchdowns will probably regress a little bit. Um, but if he's, you know, I still think he, he has the ability to be 700 plus yards and eight to 10 touchdowns. And I think that's super valuable, um, 
for a guy that like he's going as tight end seven, like in the in, in the seventies. So like if I don't get one of those top guys and he's kind of falls to me a little bit, like he's definitely a guy that that I'm interested in. Um, I guess for you, who are some of the other names that you think could be in the conversation um, among the top five tight ends? If, you know, we say Kelsey, Ertz and Kittle in some order are the top three. Um, and who else is kind of going to vault their name into that conversation this season? Oh, I've I've been drinking the OJ for two years now. OJ Howard down in Tampa is actually ranked as my number four tight end coming into this season. I He played a pretty much a full season last year now with Bruce Arians there they're going to be throwing the ball all over the field he showed how explosive he could be with Jameis Winston hopefully you know throwing to the correct jersey color more often I I think OJ Howard could have a very similar season to what Eric Ebron did last year and put up double double digit into the 13-14 range of touchdowns while also uh, getting close to eclipsing a thousand yards because they like to use split out wide so to me, I I feel OJ yeah. Howard is definitely somebody that could it could sneak into that top three range if one of those top tier guys you know have miss a few games or or so. Yeah, I mean the upside is absolutely there. Tight ends usually a position that that kind of flashes and um, ends up become you know full breakout year three year four. So OJ Howard's right on its right timetable. Um, and you know, obviously the injury derailed last year a little bit, but, um, I think, yeah, you know, he's definitely a guy that's interesting. I have him as my tight end six right now, uh, behind Ebron, but you know, if he jumps and kind of makes a George Kittle, like you know, breakout this year, it would not surprise me in the least, um, especially in the offense. I I'm really interested, interested to see how Bruce Arians uses him. Um, haven't really seen a lot of tight end production from him, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. And uh, with a weapon like OJ Howard, I think, um, I think there's definitely a lot of upside there. Uh, what about Hunter Henry? Obviously we didn't see him all of last year. Um, but was a guy that coming into the year, a lot of people were really excited about, um, you know, obviously Phillip rivers has a lot of, uh, trust in him and, um, you know, use him in previous seasons do you think he's a guy that could find himself in that top five you know obviously sitting out a whole year there might be a little bit of rust but um in theory he should be completely healthy and um you know fully built up and ready to go so where are you at with hunter henry uh for 2019 i he's definitely he's definitely on the cusp or he could emerge as one of the top tight ends but I mean, definitely having the year off, that's going to affect his rapport with, with Philip. And um, it'll, I'm, I'm interested to see how they disperse the targets that were given to Tyrell Williams now that he's gone up to Oakland. Because Mike Williams, the Chargers jumped up in the draft to take this explosive wide receiver out of Clemson. So I don't, I don't necessarily see Hunter Henry just jumping in there and getting over 100 and some so odd targets. I mean, I think, I think most of that work is going to go more towards Mike Williams, leaving Hunter Henry to kind of be third in the uh, totem pole there for, for attention from Phillips. So touchdowns may be difficult to come by as well with him. So I, I'm not as high on him as most are. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you there. Let's see. Um, in my rankings, he is number nine. So he's a top 10 guy for me. 
Um, but I want to see a little more bounce back from him before I can vault him up. Obviously, you know, it, his upside is definitely there. And if everything just clicks and Philip Rivers uses him, and um, as you mentioned with Tyrell gone, it's a, a big chunk of that production and um, the what went to Gates and the other tight ends goes to him, then, you know, there obviously the upside is there. But um, I do I do have a few questions. What about Evan Ingram? Obviously, you know, everybody jokes about how terrible the Giants passing game is and how bad Eli Manning is. And, you know, the Daniel Jones. Oh, my God, I can't believe they drafted him. But, um, you know, with Golden Tate missing probably at least three, you know, he's scheduled him as four right now. Uh, Sterling Shepard dealing with a hand issue, I believe. Um going to miss a little bit of time. Um, this could be a big Evan Ingram season, and he kind of has like what George Kittle was last year, where he just there's so much volume coming his way. And obviously the talent's there and the athleticism's there. Um, do you think Ingram's a guy that we could find ourselves – um, you know, seeing finish the season in that top five conversation. Oh, I think it's definitely feasible, especially like you you said with they have no healthy wide receivers. So I mean, who's going to be getting the ball other than him and Saquon? Yeah, no, totally. That's that's kind of where my my head went. And for me, he's he's number five. He's he's in that tier three. So um, and my all my rankings will be up on Fake Pigskin hopefully this week, uh, tiered and ranked, but. You know, Ingram, OJ Howard, uh, Hunter Henry are all in that tier three, along with touchdown dance Vance, Vance <laughs> McDonald, Jared Cook, and Trey Burton. Um, do you think those guys belong in the same conversation um, as the guys we've kind of just talked about as Ingram, as Howard, and um, as Henry? I'll, I'll agree with you on Cook and Vance McDonald, not so much on Trey Burton. He's kind of uh, I've I've soured on on some Trey. Yeah, see, I think last year well, he he was a little unlucky. I think last year there was some some kinks in the the offense. Um, I expect him to be even better this year. I think touchdowns come. I think the yardage comes. I think he's definitely like he was a guy in Philly that we were so excited about, and you know they would kind of use in unique ways. And I think he absolutely has the athleticism to be a guy that ends up in that top 10 conversation among the position. Um, so I guess Brian, let's, let's talk more kind of general. Like if we're, if you're going into a draft, um, do you ever find yourself grabbing one of the top tight ends? Um, do you, you know, are you consistently waiting like we get, like we do on quarterback? What's your general strategy uh, among tight ends? Well, I guess, Prior to the last like two or three seasons when you've had a, a group of top tier guys, back when it was really Gronk and then everyone else, I would seemingly almost always try to try to draft Gronkowski. But over the last couple of years, being that there are a few more like really good guys, I I tend to wait a little bit. De- depending I guess it would be more dependent on the uh, scoring strategy. Like if it's sure. if I'm getting one point PPR then I'm definitely going to have to target one of the one of the top tier tight ends because they're getting wide receiver numbers. So you're basically getting a third or a second or a third wide receiver one. Whereas if if I'm playing in a half PPR league, like the majority of the leagues that I play in, the receptions aren't as weighted. So I I tend to wait and try to find guys that are like touchdown dudes. You know, like it because the touchdown 
points, they make totally make up for catches. Um, so if I, I guess let's see, yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like for me, for me, I'm either grabbing tight end early in the first couple rounds, um, depending on where their ADP is, or I'm waiting till the end. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of kind of the middle guys. Um, as much as I like, like I like Vance McDonald's upside. I like Eric Ebron, but like I, I don't know. Like Ebron was in, different for me just because I'm so much higher than kind of mm-hmm. where his ADP is. Um, but I'm willing to wait and kind of take a shot on a, one of the guys towards the end. Um, I guess for Kelsey, it, you know, he's a guy that obviously, you know, people are excited about, and he's going end of the first, beginning of the second, depending on your league. Um, are you comfortable taking him in that range? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to pass up a top tier running. Like if a if a top tier running back were to fall, say in the lat in the latter half of the first round, or there's somebody just sitting there. Like even right now, if Zeke is sitting there, I'm probably still going to draft the upside of an Ezekiel Elliott over Kelsey. How about this? How about this? You're 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 oh. on. You have the swing pick. You can draft. You can draft Melvin Gordon or Travis Kelsey. Who are you taking? Oh, ah, man. You know, I'm probably going to take Gordon. You could take tra- Todd. You could take Todd Gurley or Travis Kelsey. Who are you taking? I'm probably taking Kelsey just just for e- even though uh, even though you and I are are on the same page with like Gurley is probably getting more hate than he should be. Uh, the knees do do mm. bother me a little bit, so I'm gonna lean Kelsey on that situation. Yeah, I man, I, I think I take Kelsey fix. in both. <laughs> it is tough. It's very tough. Um, you know it, the Gurley situation yeah. is interesting. I've kind of watched his ADP kind of go up a little bit as the regular drafters have started to kind of come in. So it really depends. Like I think a lot of leagues by the time you know the season's actually getting going. Uh, I think Gurley will be in that first round. I think he'll probably be towards the end, but I think there's always going to be somebody in your home leagues that it's going to be like, oh yeah, Todd Gurley, he was incredible last year. I'm going to take him with pick 10 or (laughs) pick 11. How is he still here? Um, So I, I think, you know, it's interesting to watch his ADP, but uh, yeah, for me, Kelsey, I I'm very, I'm fine taking him um, kind of towards the end of the first, beginning of the second, depending on scoring, um, like in the Scott Fishbowl where tight end premium is a thing, um, or like full PPR, like you said, um, I think I'm I'm more inclined to take him. Um, what about like Ertz or um, Ertz or like OJ Howard? Like, I mean, are you like are you starting to target these guys round three, round four? Um, where are you comfortable pulling trigger on the next kind of group? Yeah, like uh, I, I'm really I'm not pulling the trigger at on really any of these guys in the first two rounds. I mean, I want to I okay. want to try to load up at wide receiver and running back because well, like especially in running back, you have those handful of guys that are going to get the majority of the carries and the touches. And I, I want to load my roster with guys like that. Then say even an OJ Howard, who he's got the potential to blow up, or I could wait a full 10 rounds and pick, pick him, pick a tight end in round 13, who has the same potential to put up points each week. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of avoiding the tight ends in the first few rounds. Just, that's that's kind of my strategy. I I avoid tight end until later, similar to quarterback. Yeah, I guess for 
for me, I'm I'm taking Kelsey in round one or round two, depending on scoring. I'm taking Kittle in that first three rounds, and if I don't get one of those two guys, I'm going to start targeting uh, Ebron in the middle rounds, assuming there's not a receiver running back I like more. And then other than that, I'm waiting till the very end. So if we're waiting, if you're patient and you're waiting for a tight end towards the end, who are some of the names that you're really excited about that you think could take a step forward and and be a fantasy difference maker this season? Uh, I'm... I've been drinking the Kool-Aid on the the Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson connection over the offseason. So I'm I'm liking Mark Andrews really late. I mean, he's ADP Where is he over here? He's like the 14th tight end yeah. being taken right now. Yeah. On in half PPR and fantasy pros, he's 18. Okay, there we go. Um yeah, and he's 187 overall. Yeah, so you can get him basically at the but, end of your Yeah, draft. I can get now, him with my last pick. Hayden Hurst is still there. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really curious to see what Baltimore looks like offensively. And I want to see what Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you're a little more optimistic on him <laughs> yes. in re- this in, in year two. Um, but I, I do want to see what what that offense could be because I think there is fantasy potential there. I just I don't know who it is, and Andrews is like not a guy um for me. I, I like Delaney Walker um as kind of a bounce back guy, obviously. Um, I have a lot of questions about the Titans offense in general, but um, I, I think he could be a volume guy, which would be, um, you know, obviously really good. And then, you know, if you get a PPR, you grab him late uh, and he's got a little safety. Um, and then and then maybe you back that up with Jordan Reed going uh, in 23rd overall, 200th pick. Um, you know, if we're talking about a, a tight end that, you know, obviously injury issues kind of derail him a lot, but if he's even when he's healthy, he could be a touchdown machine. And, and in those leagues where you're standard or half PPR, um, I think he makes a ton of sense as a guy with upside, with potential. And, um, you know, if he gets hurt or just isn't very good or Haskins or, or Case Keenum, you know, are, are struggling then you cut him and pick up another one of these guys. But um, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the route that I always take. I'll I'll wait and I'll I'll be a tight end streamer. I'll ride a guy for for a few games if he's hot. Like Chris Herndon last year, he was the he was the hot pickup. I used him one week where he had one catch, but he scored a touchdown. So I mean, you could you can find value yep. in tight end weekly just by picking out matchups. So I I don't put as much of a premium on it in the draft. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you there. Um, what do you think about some of the guys like Goddard, like Jack Doyle, like you know some of the guys that are going to be you know in theory sharing time? Ian Ian Thomas is another guy. Last year we had a lot of fun with. Once Greg Olson went down, um, are are these are you willing to take a to draft any of these guys, or are they all? Like keep an eye on the waiver wire, and then if you find out one of the players, uh, the starter in front of them got hurt, then you pick them up. I mean, it, pretty much anybody past like the top ten tight ends, I I would throw a dart and pick one of them toward towards the end of my draft and be totally happy going into the season with them as my starting tight end. Even like a, a rookie, uh, Noah Fant in Denver. Joe Flacco has shown that he he loves uh, tight end. That's what I was just going to go to is the rookies because, you know, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fanton, we've talked about this before, like <clears throat> r- usually takes tight ends a couple seasons to get ready, but there's there's always 
you know, exceptions to the rule. And it seems like when you're this athletic and you have the ability to be this big a factor this early, um, I think both of these rookies could make a ton of sense as, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if you're in a, you have a deeper bench, you can take a couple tight ends and you take a safe guy like a Kyle Rudolph, like a Delaney Walker, but then you take the, another one for the upside. Or if you're in a league where you know there's going to be some guys on the on the waiver wire, that if you're comfortable streaming, you know you take a shot on one of these young players. And if they're awesome, then great. And if everything doesn't click right away, and you stream and head to the waiver wire and and, and make changes at that point. But um, I, you know, I, I always like to shoot for the moon. And if I can do that with one of these two rookies, um, especially like you mentioned, fans in an offense that can utilize the tight end and Joe Flacco's a tight end, like likes to throw there. Um, you know, in, in Detroit, obviously Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are there, but there's plenty of room for Hawkinson to kind of own the middle of the field with Golden Take on. Um, there's there's a lot to like with both these guys and their situation. Um, okay, anybody else like it, it? You know, if we're in um, you know a tight end premium league, or you're in a league where you can start two tight ends, uh, Matt Lacoste in in New England, like Mike Isecki was a guy that I was kind of interested in, but now it seems like he's like third or fourth on the depth chart. Um, he's you know behind Nico Leary, who's basically like a glorified offensive lineman. Um, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be a guy that we want to like draft at all. Tyler Eifert's still hanging around. Um, your boy, Jason Witten. Like, uh, are you, are you interested in any of these guys at all? <laughs> uh, well, I'll just say Jason Witten. I'm not interested at all. Even as a Cowboys fan, let's just say that, uh, he's like the piece of paper that gets blown over by the infant when they barely move because, he can't get any extra yardage while running down the field. So let's just, I'm avoiding what, Jason Witten. What's that about? Like, like the he, he was gone and now all of a sudden he's just back. Like he, he was, he bored or he realized he, he was terrible at ESPN and um, realized. And so, so he's like, Oh yeah, well if I go back to the NFL, it won't look so bad. And even if I don't actually play that much, I just run around with the guys and have a good time. And uh, I just, I don't know. The, the situation's weird. I wonder if they brought him in just to kind of be like a mentor to um, the young guys like Blake Jarwin, but like, I don't really see him having an impact on the offense except for maybe in the red zone, kind of having that Antonio Gates role. Okay. So, so I mean, you know, he, he could, he could help you a few weeks here and there, but he's not somebody that I'm going to stream at all. Just with, just with the style of offense they run. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Um, Okay. Um, before we get out of here, anybody else, David Njoku is a guy that in terms of talent and in terms of skill, I like a lot, but I just, I have so many questions in that offense with Odell, with Jarvis Landry, with Nick Chubb, you know, is he a guy that, you know, he's going in that top 10, he's going before Vance McDonald, Austin Hooper, Trey Burton. Delaney Walker like I don't know that I would draft him before any of those guys just because there's so much other stuff in that offense am I crazy oh no 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 you're not crazy at all you you are one of the sane ones he's there like you said that that offense is full of too many too many mouths on the outside to uh allow him to eat into their into their targets so I'd I'm I'm staying away from him just for the mere fact that with Odell and Jarvis Landry, who are both very boisterous, 
there's you're going to see Baker targeting those guys on the outside more often. Is there anybody else kind of in that top 10, top 12 that you're just, you're absolutely staying away from, even if they fall to you like uh, Jared cook in new Orleans or, you know, Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron, any of those guys that you're uh, like, even, even if they fall a couple of rounds and they're sitting there and there's nothing else I really love, like it's just a situation or whatever uh, just scares you too much. Trey Burton, I think was a guy like that for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For me, it would just, it, there's two guys in the top twelve current ADP that I'm kind of avoiding that I wouldn't take at any any cost, and that's just Hunter Henry. Just for I'm not sold on his involvement in the offense, and then also Trey Burton in Chicago. But other than that, the rest of the guys I'd be totally happy with as my tight end. Yeah, and I I think that says a lot about the position. I'm I'm a, obviously a lot more optimistic about Trey Burton, um, but that will we'll have to play out and we'll get to I'll get to rub that in your face when he's catching touchdowns every week um <laughs> looking like a, a fantasy steal so uh all right Brian this is a lot of fun uh obviously uh head over to fakepigskin.com so much good stuff going up there my rankings will be up uh Brian and I did a half point uh PPR mock draft so we'll be writing that up that will be on the site very soon we'll be uh podcasting again on Tuesday in your earballs on Wednesday uh, or Thursday um, with Jared Smola from Draft Sharks. Uh, but make sure you're checking out all of our content. Brian, tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter. All right, fellow fake pigskinners, you can follow me at Twitter at GreasyRules14. It's G R I E S E R U L Z 14. Follow me at Notorious KRO. Uh, we'll tweet out all of our articles, any of the podcasts, all that good stuff for you guys to check out. Uh, but for Brian Twining, I'm Kyle Robert, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah.